Welcome to Here's Teresa on Talk Zone with your host, Teresa E. Keeves. Teresa is here to inspire and educate you with heartwarming stories and informative conversations from a national and global perspective. Now, here's Teresa. Good morning. Good morning to my fantastic, fabulous listeners out there. This is your host, Teresa E. Keys, for Here's Teresa broadcasted on the GreatTalkZone.com Internet Radio. And uh, I know that all of you out there now do have your um, app. For all of you who are new to me, if you don't have your app, um, please go to TalkZone.com. You can download the app for free. And um, it works for Android and the iPhone. And then this way, you can download my programs. My programs are archived, even all the way back from Put It All on the Table Through Mediation. Here's Teresa is under um, the um, information channel on TalkZone.com. Okay? Now, we got a little bit of a late start, so I'm going to be talking a little bit fast here. And I just want to uh, remind you that, you know, on my program, this is where you're going to get sensible conversations, you know, conversations that can hopefully make you think in a positive manner, you know, take some parts of what I and my guests talk about and perhaps have a conversation, you know, with your spouse and your kids over dinner, for example, and weigh in, you know, with their thoughts and their opinions and your opinions and their opinions and develop a good conversation. Because my intent is always of positive intentions to you, my listeners. You know, I want to educate and inspire you in some manner, as I feel that there is not enough positive, sensible conversations on the radio and television, you know, in a world that's unfortunately filled with so much turmoil, you know, and peaceful and light-filled havens of conversation need to be more abound for individuals to listen to. Okay, now... Let's get on to this. How in the heck are all of you guys out there? I know you're doing just fine. I myself am Tony the Tiger. Great. And also, let's talk about the weather here in Arizona. All right. Um, it is really, really hot, you guys. Doggone it. And it's no plaything. The heat is dangerous, as you know. Okay. We are in a desert. All right. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, today's high is 107, okay? And, you know, to me, that's not really bad. You know, the dangerous part is going to come in this weekend. Starting Friday, it's going to be 110. Saturday, 110. And then Sunday, hold on to your seats, guys, 114. And then, look, really, hold on to your seats, your desk, and everything else. Monday and Tuesday, like 120. Wow. Now, listen, years ago, we went to Mojave Desert, my husband, my younger son, and I, you know, we were doing some uh, a road trip is what we were doing. And uh, so we decided, you know, OK, let's stop at Mojave Desert at that time. Now, that was probably that's been a, that's been a bit uh, a little bit ago. Well, no, I won't say a little bit ago. It's been a, a, a maybe I don't know. 18 years, 19 years ago. But then, you know, it was 130 when we stopped there, you know, per our thermometer. And look, and because we were daring you guys, and I think I've told a little bit of this story before, so we got out the car so we could, you know, well, let's get out the car and, and experience the heat. Oh, my God. Trust me, uh, it didn't last long. We were back in the car within <laughs> within seconds, you know. And, um, and also, we noticed that people obviously – 
come there to hang out because there are picnic tables there. I do know that is a desert, so it does cool off. I'm sure that it has its cool days and things like that. Well, I couldn't think about, you know, sitting at a picnic table and chit-chatting, you know, out there in the summer. Can you even imagine that, you know, particularly now with our global warming, you know, According to climate.gov, guys, here's a little, you know, info for you. In the, uh, in June of 2016, you know, the 2016 reported in this climate.gov, it said that in Needles, California, a city that's located in the Mojave Desert and known for extreme heat, the high temperature on June 20th of 2016, which is almost a year ago, was 125 Fahrenheit, setting a new monthly record for June and tying the all-time hottest temperature record for any month. And I'm telling you, listeners, it is dry. You know that 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 saying, "Dry as the Sahara Desert," you know, and dry as the Mojave Desert is true. I haven't been to, to Sahara, but I've certainly been <laughs> been to Mojave. And uh, so, if any of you are planning to visit Arizona, just remember to always carry water with you no matter where you are and drink it constantly. It's imperative to stay hydrated. You know, let me just tell you very quickly here. I actually keep a bottle of water in my purse. You know, a lot of us ladies, we have, you know, large purses. I'm one of those. I always will. And so does, and so does my girl. She always has, you know, one in her purse. And then I also have one in my hand. And the moisturization on my entire body is off the chain, girls. Okay. Now, look, moisturization is nothing new to me. I always took great care of myself inside and out, exercising, body wraps, and more importantly, prayer. But you know that, you you know what, you know, you guys, listen, you girls out there know what I'm listening. I'm talking to the, the ladies right now. So, listen, I'm going to stay fine, you know, and, um, and I'm not going to be dried up and looking like a prune because, you know, I'm dealing with this extreme heat here in Arizona. Not the kid. That's not going to happen. So it's very, very important to stay moisturized, you know, with good moisturizer. Olive oil is a fantastic one. I've been using that. My mom started that with us when we was a baby and, and it, and it works. It's fabulous. And look, listeners, my family, hmm, well, we will be doing whatever we need on Friday, you know, going to the grocery store, whatever it is that we need, pay bills, whatever. And we just may stay in the entire weekend as we, you know, we, you know we're going to be ready for this 120 degree temperature, you know, that is hot this weekend. And then and then Monday and Tuesday is hot. But look, but listen to this, listeners, the rest of the week next week, 114, 115, 116. So, I mean, you know, basically it's going to be 120 for the rest of this week. But now you never know because it could be a storm that's coming in somewhere, could change the temperatures. Maybe that's my hope and and cool us down some. OK. And you know what else, listeners? Did I tell you about the number of blown out tires here on the roads in Arizona? I mean, the tire treads are abound, especially on the highways here in Arizona. And, you know, the thing is you have to change out your tires like every two years here in the state because of the heat. The heat will tear those treads away from the tire. Okay. All right. Let's move on. The topic of my show today is the court of public opinion. Does it matter? Along with my guest, the world's best mental health therapist, Reginald Campbell, we're going to get into discussions of this topic. You know, we have 
levels of judicial courts in this country, uh, guys, you know, I work for um, a court. I do hear cases. Matter of fact, I heard cases this week. And, you know, um, you know, we have it set up here in this country where, you know, you go to courts, you know, for uh, traffic violations, you know, divorce courses, tenant, landlord disagreements, for example. Um, and um, whether it is justice court, that's the lower level court here in Arizona or up to the Supreme Court regarding the case you need resolution, there's a court that will fit whatever it is that you need. Well, the court hearing officer or judge, after listening to both sides and weighing in, you know, um, you know, with the law and credibility and the evidence, for example, then they, you know, will give you their opinion about the case and make a decision. And that's basically it for the litigants involved in the case, unless the case beckons for a challenge for some reason or an appeal. However, you all, the public, John Q. Public, also have their opinions about varying things such as politicians, people in general, <laughs> their family, movies at the box office, the ecology, you know, the overall government, you know, so forth and so on. And what they have to say matters, doesn't it? Well, stay tuned as my guest and I are going to get into this discussion. I have some shout outs I want to do before bringing my guest on. I am giving a shout out for a happy Father's Day to my engineer, Dave, and to all of you listeners out there. I want to say a happy Father's Day to my uh, son, Paris Daniel, and happy Father's Day to uh, Brian Keyes and my brother, uh, Roderick Campbell, and my brother, Milton Campbell. Happy Father's Day to you all. And um, make it a fun day, a happy day, a relaxing day. Be appreciative of the gifts you will be receiving and just be sure to be kind to yourself and others. Very important. Now, I am giving a shout out to the victims of that terrible fire that happened in the UK yesterday. Oh, my God. Did you guys see that? It was certainly a towering inferno. Some people lost their lives. I understand that people were throwing their children out the window. I heard a report early this morning where a woman um, called down and asked them to catch her baby. She was on the 10th floor and she threw the baby down and it was caught. It was it's safe. And uh, it was a terrible thing. And, and they're saying that it's um, the, the cause of the fire. They haven't really said, but I did hear some comments that um, they were supposed to have been doing um, uh, overhaul of the building and they, they didn't have smoke detectors and other essentials in there for the fire. It was just terrible, and I'm so sorry to see, um, you know, that that happened. I understand that uh, Adele, the singer Adele, and some other, um, you know, uh, uh, individuals in the in the um, world of uh, entertainment were there to, you know, to assist people and help them the best way that they can. So I'm just sorry to, to see and hear that tragedy that happened over there in the UK. And I would also like to give a shout out to the Louisiana congressman and the other members of the congressional staff who were injured during the baseball practice yesterday in Virginia. I'm so sorry that this happened as well. And I pray that all who were injured a speedy recovery in the UK fire and in Virginia. And my heart goes out to the loved ones that, you know, were lost in the fire, you know, and I'm praying for peace listeners for the entire world. I mean, we have really got to give it, get it together because it's, this is just, it's just, it's, it's been too much 
for a while now. And it's just way too much now. I mean, it's it's really bad. So. All right. This is what I'm going to do. All right. I'm going to take a break. I want you guys to get up and stretch and do a couple of deep knee bends. Take a couple of deep breaths and come back with me for my new segment called What Do You Think About This? And I'm bringing on my guests to discuss it. Stay tuned. Back to Here's Teresa on TalkZone.com with Teresa E. Keeves. Thank you so much to my fabulous listeners for returning with me. And um, I'm ready to bring on my guest so that he can, he and I can uh, discuss my new segment called What Do You Think About This? My guest, his name is Rachel C. Campbell. He is the world's best mental health therapist and he is a frequent guest on my show and he actually is my brother good morning reginald and welcome for being on my show today hey good morning it's a pleasure to be here and um i guess uh, monday and tuesday and, and, and even this weekend i guess i'll be hibernating as well and or walking <laughs> around with a block of ice on top of my head okay <laughs> I know. I'm telling you. Oh my God. And then they say that the, the record, um, uh, is 122. And one, and one of the meteorologists said, well, you know, we might as well go on and break that record. I'm like, shut your mouth. Well, you know, it, the thing is, as I've said so many times, and you know this too, Reginald, that if they say, oh, it's 115, actually, it's like 120. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Absolutely. Actually, it'll yeah. be like 120. It's, it's always saying, that, oh yeah, it's a, it's 117. That's, that's 120. And then, you know, you got to deal with the, with the, um, the, you know, the, the heat from the sun and the, you know, right. as it's bouncing off of the, the, um, black asphalt and all of the concrete, you know, that we got yeah, here, absolutely. you know, and, right. and, and you know what, Reginald, also from a scientific point of view, they're doing so much building here now in Arizona. You know, that also will contribute to, um, the, you know, the heat, you know, radiation of the heat, you know, with the concrete and all that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know last week um, uh, it was pretty warm. And, and so I was going outside, walking, uh, uh, go to the gym. Mm-hmm. And I walked out, walked out the door of my apartment. And you can just feel the heat from the concrete. Um uh, and, and this was like maybe nine o'clock at night. And then, so after I walked out the staircase and got into an open space, you could mm-hmm. feel that it was a good you know, five, eight, or nine, ten degrees cooler. So, so mm-hmm. tight, so that concrete and the asphalt and everything definitely uh, heightens up that temperature. So, uh, yeah, be careful out there. And I will be walking around with plenty of water if I need to go out. But plenty of water, and I don't care. And listen, you guys. Listen, Reginald, I know that I, I said in my earlier uh, talk, you know, uh, to my listeners that, you know, about moisturization. Hey, it's, it, it doesn't only, you know, befall on us women, on you two guys, moisturize that body. You know, if you don't moisturize anything else, moisturize that face and that neck. OK. All right. Nobody wants to be walking around. Um, you know, looking like you got a, a chicken neck and t- things like that. You know, you got to keep that skin pliable, soft and supple. You know, I know about I know a lot about the beauty industry. I grew up in it all my life. So, hey, 
Reginald. So now I have this segment called What Do You Think About This? Well, on Science ABC Reginald, um, I pulled up this this article. How fast can the human brain process images? Now, this was published about a year ago. And um, and it's and it says that uh, what if I told you that your brain can process certain types of information within as little as 13 milliseconds to put that in perspective, it takes you 300 to 400 milliseconds to blink. How fast is that, listeners? You know, which is one third of a second. Wow. All right. This means that your brain can identify what is looking at approximately 30 times faster than you can blink your eye. In case of information um, that we see images or seeing related information is processed faster than words or sentences. Haven't you always wished that you could be superhuman and process information at lightning speed? Turns out that you already can. But you simply don't know how impressive your brain truly is. Maybe you should get practicing and flex those mental muscles a bit more, a bit more often. Okay. The reason that I'm bringing, um, uh, this up, Reginald is because I came across something else that I was reading, um, talking about, which is how artificial intelligence will make healthcare better and even more personal than ever. But, before we talk about that, I just want to say this for a little bit. Man is always, is always continuing to think, Reginald, that there's a super, you know, super computer that can outthink man, you know, the brain that God made. You know what I'm saying? There's no computer or anything more powerful than, than the human brain, the human. I mean, when some people talk about, uh, uh, programming computers and things like that, and 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 look, I'm no computer expert, that's for sure. Far from it. But uh, mm-hmm. in order to program the computer, there has to be a human to program the computer. The computer does what the what the human tells it to do or designs desires it to do. So uh, there would be no uh, machine or computer, in my opinion, as powerful as as the human as the human brain. Uh, this is something that God created that no machine can topple. So, uh, but yes, you think about it, the human brain is a, I mean, it's a magnificent, uh, thing. There's times when I'm, uh, say if I'm, I was joking with a client yesterday and during, during the session and we were talking and I, I was telling him that not only am I talking to you, but I'm thinking about two other things at the same time. You know, mm-hmm. that's just how magnificent the human brain is. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, think about our car, all of the things that's going on at, the, at one time with, with our car that keeps it operating. It's the same thing with the human brain that goes on. You know, we're thinking about things. We'll think about something that happened yesterday, what you have to do with, uh, later on, stop at the store or, you know, all of those things. So, so it's a, mm-hmm. I, I'm just at all by God's creation. Exactly. And, and the, the, uh, I picked up a lot of things, a number of things from what I, you know, said earlier, but one of the things is that, um, you know, human beings do not flex their muscle, their brain. They don't flex it. They, you know, and as you were talking, I was thinking about, um, I'm coming up with the new word, succinctly ism, okay? Is that, that we could think about 
two or three things, as you were saying before, you know, succinctly, simultaneously, and think about it from the beginning to the end. You, you understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? We can think mm-hmm. about it from the beginning to the end and still maintain what it is, you know, carrying on a conversation or whatever it is that, you know, that we're doing, you know. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's yeah. fantastic. And they're talking about, yeah, yeah. And, and I, you know, I, you know, as, as I said before, I, you know, I have a master's in technology. You know, I, I, I like technology, but not all technology, you know, is, is good. And I've talked about that, but I just want to uh, talk a little bit before we delve into our main topic about AI, artificial intelligence. And I mentioned it a little bit about how artificial intelligence will make healthcare better and even more personal than ever. Well, this article by Jeff Haven that I got off of LinkedIn said that there's an old joke, although maybe it's not funny, about the quality of health care. Fifty percent of the doctors in the world finished in the bottom half of their class. Well, you know, I've been hearing that for years. And clearly that's a harsh. Yeah, he says clearly that's harsh. But one thing is true. The nature of health care often requires doctors and medical professionals to make quick decisions based on limited sets of data which makes healthcare ripe for improvement through artificial intelligence. Now, what this is about, Rachel and my listeners, this article, is that one company working to do that is Lumiata. Lumiata is a startup um, company striving to improve individual quality of life and lowering the cost of healthcare uh, delivery by uh, producing health risk, by predicting health risk with data. Okay. Now, um, he says that you have all of this data and all of this, this, this data streams, but conceptually, where do you even start? He's asking. So the answer comes back as our focus is uh, this loom, this Lumiata says our focus is building what you could think of as an artificial intelligence physician. So in, in other words, listeners and regional AI would give the physicians the predictability if, if a person is, is for example, um, going to have, uh, you know, is, uh, you know, like diabetes, um, heart issues, stomach issues, whatever it may be, and then we'll be able to deal with it, um, you know, more presently than than futuristically. You understand what I'm saying? So it it it's it's an addition to help the physician in their goal or their quest, you know, um, to advert you from having, you know, some psycho, some type of sickness and or um, to help you with the sickness that you're now dealing with. What do you think about all of that, Reginald? I think that's good. Um, anything that can help predict, excuse me, that can help predict um, or help diagnose, should I say, uh, a patient and that can help the physician where he and she could, you know, see, uh, something that may be coming down the pipe uh, in a year, in a day, or or whatever, you know. So, so I think I think that's good. Kind of like diagnosing your car, and you, you know, put your car on front of the machine. I'm thinking of of uh, the diagnosis, the diagnostic machine, where you know, just plug into your car and you know, and see everything that's going on. Uh, you can see how everything is is working. If something is not working well right now or it's working okay right now, you can say, okay, well, we need to change this module or, or whatever. So I, I think mm-hmm. that's good. I think that would be a great indicator to help uh, uh, the physician with 
Yeah. But that, but, but listen, I just want to say this doesn't exempt from the fact that what he said before in his, in the beginning, which was 50% of the doctors in the world finished in the bottom half of their class. Those, those individuals, if they finished in the bottom half of the class, to me, they would not be understanding the, um, positive capabilities of AI. So, uh, but this gentleman, uh, just one, one more thing and I want to get into our talk. The goal isn't to replace physicians or healthcare uh, professionals, listeners, but to give them better decision-making tools. That analysis will allow prescriptive, um, you know, it's called prescriptive AI. Sometimes that might change how you treat an individual patient. Sometimes that might, might change how a healthcare system deploys its resources. And he goes on to say, imagine if you had the ability to do more accurately predict who will become a diabetic unless you intervene now? Or imagine if you had the ability to predict a subset of current diabetics who you can, because of some advancement in science and treatment, better help them now. The key is to use all of the data that you have and will have and to make the biggest clinical and financial difference. Making the difference is what every physician hopes to do. I'm going to throw in should should do. And we want to help them do just that. So I, it, it, you know, I think that it's, it's, it's a good thing, but I don't want it to be where, you know, um, um, you know, where some insurance companies are also um, offering uh, tests. And I don't know if they're affiliated with AI, but they're offering tests. Like if you're going to get life insurance or something mm-hmm. and Reginald, they can, they want to predict like what you, what, you know, what may, you know, cause you to transition. Uh, I don't want to know that. You understand what I'm saying? So that to me, you know, if uh, my listeners have, you know, said, Oh yeah, you know, we, we, you know, we, we've heard of that and that it's, it's not the same thing. I don't want to, you know, well, don't you know, uh, if you're going to want to, going to have cancer, this and any other? No, I actually, I don't. <laughs> so, so no, no, I, I, but I do like the fact that of, um, anything that can, positively help, you know, the doctors who positively uh, want to help their patient, you know, um, move on and not just bombard them with a bunch of medications and things like that, then I'm all for, I'm all for AI. I'm all for AI. Okay. All right. Let's get into my topic. The topic is the court of public opinion. Does it really matter? Well, let me just start out by saying, Reginald, does it really matter what someone think of you? Does it really matter? Well, personally, to me, it it, it doesn't. Uh, because what really matters is what you think of yourself and those that love you, what they think of you. Uh, we all want mm-hmm. to make a positive impression. Uh, you know, someone is going into a job interview, they want to make a positive impression. Uh, if someone is going to see their doctor, they would uh, hopefully the doctor would want to make a, a positive impression if they're going to see their therapist or if they're going to the grocery store and the uh, person is, uh, you know, the person that's checking them out or the person that's helping them, you know, find um, um, some kind of, I don't know, new weed whacker for, for their lawn. So, <laughs> so personally, it doesn't matter. But it also depends on on the situation. I guess I would say that 
Because if you're mm-hmm. walking into a business, you want <clears throat> you want people that are coming into your business to have a positive opinion of what they see uh, or how the employees are, because that mm-hmm. just makes or break break a business. Uh, so, so I guess I would have to say it, it, it depends on on the situation, um, you know, be it a business or be it personal. So, so I would have to break it down to those two things. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, um, you know, I have learned, you know, in, 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 you know, in edify my, my education or expanding my brain, which we talked about, um, earlier and learning and taking years and years of classes, um, you know, having gone to Catholic school and then taking lots of spiritual, uh, classes afterwards. Um, you know, that what someone thinks of you does not matter, you know, that it can only hurt you. And I've said this on my show before to my listeners that it can only hurt you when you open yourself up to the agreement with what the public has said or is saying about you. You know, so, um, you know, that's kind of like riding on what you, you just said, Reginald, that, um, you know, that you you do want your family members, you know, and that that love you, that there is a distinction, listeners. Uh, family members that, that, that love you, you know, it does matter, um, you know, what they think of you because we, we, you know, from a human point, you know, from a human own instincts, we do want people to be, you know, proud of us. We do want a lot of people, uh, you know, you know, they do want that attaboy. You, you know, you did a great job. Um, you want your mom and dad to say how proud I am of you, of your, or your sister or brothers or your employer. Um, even it, it really does matter. Now, here's the next thing, Reginald. You know, I've noticed that, you know, in the court of public opinion, you know, what I'm talking about here is as I had on my, my intro, you know, is that, for example, when the public rushed to judgment about an individual who got arrested for a crime, and let's say this person is a well-known actor or activist who have received many awards and is very much revered for their work in the entertainment industry and for the humanitarian efforts. The media gets a hold of the matter and immediately starts reporting without a lot of factual information. Now, Rachel, now you know that a lot of that is happening today, constantly. You know, they, they get a hold of this, inform- you know, stuff that's going on. With someone, they they um, do a lot of false reporting. They don't do their due diligence of, of obtaining factual information because they want everything to be done quick, fact, fast, and in a hurry. You know, we live in a society of you know I want it now um, instead of instead of um, like back in the day. You know, when we look at these old movies and um, uh, you know when the newspaper was the thing and uh, the uh, stories, you know, there's been stories too printed back then that were not true. But for the most part, these stories were not printed, Reginald, until they uh, obtained factual information. Sometimes it would take them some time to get all of the factual information out. You know what I'm saying? And they, and they, and, and they knew then that they were going to sell a lot of newspapers. But now today, it's all about you know, selling a lot of newspaper, use papers, you know, we got the social media going on, you know, the, the televised, um, you know, uh, viewerships, you know, we got a lot of these, um, entertainment shows and things like that, Rachel. So my thing is like, for example, 
negative things were said about Bill Clinton, Reginald, and he's bounced back from the court of public opinion. You know, things that were said about him and thought, and although some people have that today, but not as much. So, Reginald, do you think that some people are just stronger than others when dealing with regaining their footing positively in the public's eye? I, I think so. If you're in the public, you you have to be because the public is so fickle. Um, you mm-hmm. know, the public will will love you one day and then the next day, yeah, you know, throw you out like like an old shoe. Uh, and so with some of these uh, celebrities, so-called celebrities, uh, you know, we can hear of, of, of some celebrities who have, oh, because they weren't able to get any any more parts in a movie. No one was approaching them. Their agent wasn't getting work for them, things like that. So, so now because um, they care about what the opinion of, of the public of them, um, you know, they turn to drugs, turn to alcohol, turn to, you know, uh, self-harming methods and things like that because they're so in tune on what the public thinks about them and they have accepted what the public thinks about them that's a narcissistic type of, of, of attitude. Um, a perfect mm-hmm. example is, is Donald Trump. Donald Trump mm-hmm. really, you know, he goes by the opinion if you like him or not. I mean, he said, well, if Vladimir Putin says nice things about me, I'm going to say nice things about him. So, uh, you know, you can persuade him on your opinion of him. Uh, and, and so, so people mm-hmm. have to be you know, strong within themselves. Um, uh, uh, again, it matters to me what uh, people think about me, but then again, it doesn't matter to me what people think about me. What matters mm-hmm. to people who love me and care about me. Um, I was, as you were talking about this, as my nephews were growing up, as the two sons were growing up, it was important their opinion of me. I cared myself mm-hmm. where they would have a positive opinion of Uncle Rick. They, that, 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 that they knew that I was a good person, that they knew that I loved them, that I that I showed them positive things, that I said positive things to them and about them and played with them and, you know, tickled them and, you know, had all, all, all of those fun times. So it was important to me, my their opinion of me. And then mm-hmm. others, um, it, it doesn't matter their opinion of me. Um, mm-hmm. It matters my clients that, that I work with. It matters. Their opinion of me matters um, because that's how we develop our working relationship. So, but people have to be mm-hmm. strong in themselves. And when it comes down to it, what some people really think of you really doesn't matter. It's what we think about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yes, because truly when it all boils down to it, it really matters, <clears throat> excuse me, it really matters what you think of yourself. And that, and that's the thing that I was getting to. Because if you let public opinion bombard you with what it is they think about, those are their thoughts. <clears throat> excuse me, we all have thoughts. Those are their thoughts. Okay? I don't have anything to do with your thoughts. We don't have the same thumbprint. We're not the same person. So your thoughts are your thoughts, and that's fine. <clears throat> excuse me, but... You know, you're entitled to them, but I'm not going to let them bother me. But, you know, Reginald, today people, you know, they just continue to fall off the bandwagon. You know, there's so much anger 
and things that, that that's going on, in, you know, in the world today, as I did, you know, did my shout out about, you know, that towering inferno there in the UK. Um, I don't know if you uh, had a chance to see that. It was just awful. It just really tugged at my, my heartstrings. And then also the congressman, uh, the gentleman from um, Illinois, Bellsville, Illinois, who came all the way there and, um, you know, to do to do damage uh, because he was, you know, um, angry at, at Trump and Trump and company, as he as he said. Uh, but this is a gentleman who had been uh, in trouble before, allegedly. OK, I'm saying that's what the media is saying. Allegedly, I don't know. Uh, because I haven't uh, seen any factual information about that. Um, but he went there to to intentionally to, you know, to to do them harm. But Reginald, my thing is, is that, you know, you had said something a few moments ago about Donald Trump. And I have said on my show that, you know, about the top down theory. If you if you you know, we had crazy stuff happening in our world when. President Obama was in when President Carter was in when uh, Clinton was in. But I mean, it's off the scale right now. You you understand what I'm saying, Reginald? Mm-hmm. And, you know, as, as I was watching uh, uh, this morning, Paul Ryan, he was, you know, speaking to, you know, the joint session of uh, House, House of Representatives. And, you know, he talked about we need to calm down the rhetoric and things like that. But, this, but all of the nasty things that they said about Hillary Clinton, about uh, President Obama, uh, you know, they, they're the ones who ratcheted up the stuff. Donald exactly. The one who ratcheted up the stuff. And so now to turn around and say, oh, we need to cool it down, well, you know, you need to look in the mirror first because, unfortunately, there are people out there who are here these things. And, and, and take upon themselves, you know, they may not be, uh, you know, mentally stable. And they mm-hmm. can hear these things and they can, you know, push them over, over the edge. Um, mm-hmm. So as a mental health therapist, I, 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 I have worked with people who mm-hmm. have cognitive issues where, you know, something like that can push them over the edge. So you mm-hmm. have to be really careful by what we say. Mm-hmm. The, the lion can't come out here and talk about, uh, you know, that's like telling your kid, hey, don't smoke if you're smoking two packs of filterless uh, cigarettes a day. You know, that person is looking at you. So, um, you know, we do need to be careful about the things that are that are put out there because the public, people who don't have a high um, esteem or understanding of themselves, you know, can hear these things and take it upon themselves to hurt themselves and others. Exactly. But see, this is what I'm saying. Um, you know, I don't I don't really want to get on him, but I'm just going to say this, that I said on in my show listeners and you guys can go back and listen to me. As I said, I'm archived. I can't remember the, the, the shows, but just go back to 2016 when the campaigns was, was starting to rear up and earlier this year as well. And that. All of this was going to come back and it was going to produce something ugly and nasty. I mean, you know, you have Paul Ryan, as Reginald was talking about. He, he's saying, you know, uh, that, you know, we're, you're, you hurt one of us. 
you know, and I mean, that was wrong to say even to me, Reginald. You understand what I'm saying? That was like, yeah. you know, war, war tactic, um, you know, rhetoric that he's spewing out his mouth. That's not the right thing to say. Um, they, they did not want to deal with the NRA, I'm assuming, because they're, you know, maybe they got some type of collaboration with the NRA. Um, you know, they don't want to have any other type of legislation, um, dealing with the guns in this country. But, you know, you know, I, you know, I, it's, it's so now it's been said, you know, listeners, if you haven't heard it, that this new gentleman who's doing the investigation, Mueller, he made it point blank that President, um, uh, that, that, uh, Trump, don't want to call him, he'd never be my president, Trump, um, is under investigation. He made it very plain. He said that Comey said that he wasn't, but he said he wanted to make it plain. He is under investigation. Don't know if, if you heard that or not, Reginald, but, um, that was the last that I've heard about that. But I, I want to talk, uh, you know, continue, our, you know, our discussion with, um, the court of, you know, the court of public opinion. Um, you know, as I said in my write up, you know, the matter has turned into a court trial with the jury, you know, um, and uh, this revered actor has been in the limelight, you know, for uh, over a year now regarding the, um, you know, arrest that's now one year old. That that was an example that I had given. But I can also kind of move that into talking about Bill Cosby, for example. OK, um, you have this one person and um, and and in her initial testimony, she was she was uh, kind of like all over the place. You know what I'm saying? She she was not um, her testimony didn't didn't add up. You know, she couldn't remember this. She couldn't remember that. And then not only that, she it's not like she was the breath of spring. What I mean by that, listeners, <laughs> is that, you know, she wasn't like a, a a 12 year old, 14 year old girl from my, um, understanding Reginald, she was well into her thirties. Mm-hmm. So if someone gives you a, a drink and a pill and, and don't you think you should know better, Reginald? Well, you would think then if someone and then you go that, back for more and then you go back. That was my, that, that was my <laughs> confusion. So exactly. And this person did this for you, and then you go back again. If they call you, you go back again. It's like, no, no, that's not something that you should do. You know, I mean, if I go to a restaurant and I get uh, food poisoning, I'm not going back because I don't want food poisoning. So. Exactly. I'm not going to go so my stomach could be cramping. You know, people can lose their lives over food poisoning, you know, or um, whatever, you know, and, 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 and or if someone is treating you badly and, and think you're going to go back, you're going to keep going back. You know, you went to a store and um, um, that, that, you know, uh, that individual was not nice to you. You know, if I go back to the store, it's a large store like Nordstrom's, for example. Well, I can always go and get another salesperson, but I'm talking about maybe like a smaller, smaller store, like a mom and pop store or whatever. And they were not right. nice to you, Rachel. You're going to go back to that. So, you know, but so, so the, the, you know, so I'm saying is that let's just fast forward and just say that, okay, they find Bill Cosby, you know, they exonerated that he's not guilty. Okay. Mm-hmm. But his, his, because of the court of public opinion, because of so much that was said about him, because of, you know, all of the things that were said and, and, and made him to look 
like he was a total buffoon, which we know he isn't. He did admit that he swayed from the marriage. I can't remember exactly how they put it, one reporter put it, but mm-hmm. that he did sway from the marriage or whatever. And I'm sure his wife kicked his ass for that because she looked like, you know, she doesn't play, but it was her decision to stay with him. And that's her business, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, but, you know, the, the court of public opinion, you know, is like really bad for him right now. You know, yeah, so yeah. I, you know, I'm just thinking, you know, okay, um, how, you know, how can he come back from this? Yeah. Well, you know, this this, this when we touch on, on on one thing, another thing about uh, uh, opinions and, and people's opinions, and how uh, people's opinions can be easily swayed or attempted to be swayed. So mm-hmm. okay, so so one is 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 in court, and mm-hmm. uh, the prosecutor who says this guy is um, uh, uh, guy is on trial for uh, um, stealing a loaf of bread. Okay, and so the prosecuting attorney uh, in his argument says, and you know, he dropped out of school. This guy dropped out of school, and um, he really wasn't nice to his siblings. Now, that has nothing to do with what he's on trial for, but by Mm -hmm. saying that, he's trying to sway the opinion of the jury. Now, even the judge would say, no, um, um, uh, uh, you you know, you didn't hear that, even even strike that from the record um, to the court reporter, strike that from the record, but the attorney knows that it's been heard already. Yes. Strickland's on the record and all of that has been heard. So that's his way of swaying people's opinions. Yeah. And, yeah, swaying and, and, mm hmm. Yeah. And this is how, um, uh, politicians, what they are doing to try and sway the public's opinion on Mueller, on Comey, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden, Mm -hmm. these, you know, these horrendous guys and people. Uh, you know, you, you see it at, at the office where people will say something negative about someone so they can't get a promotion or things like that. So that's mm-hmm. why it's so important for people, uh, you know, especially when you're raising people, raising their children, to have a really strong foundation of mm-hmm. their opinion, their self-approval, because there will be times in your life when it's going to be tested. So you're going to mm-hmm. have to have that really strong foundation of positivity and what you think of yourself and not what mm-hmm. others think. Others think, yeah. I mean, because, you know, we also have Tiger Woods. And I've said, I believe, on my last show, um, um, you know, that um, I may not have used this word, but I have empathy and sympathy um, um, for Tiger. You know, the cameras want to keep showing him at his most vulnerable state. He's been taking these two medications, which um, a, a doctor said, if you're taking these two medications, it's going to make you um, in that state that, that he was in somewhat lethargic, um, you know, not, not himself, you know. And um, so then therefore that's there, then therefore that's going to, you know, um, you, you know what I'm saying? Reginald? That's going to taint individuals, so I won't say all people, but it'll it'll taint a good, um, you know, amount of the public's um, opinion 
of Tiger, who no one can take it away from him that he is a fantastic, a fabulous, you know, um, golfer. And, and, um, and I feel that that will always be, and I feel that he could still come back, um, from this, you know, as they have individuals who clean up people in Washington when, you know, they do stupid stuff and a lot of it before it even hits the, you know, hit, um, you know, the news media or, you know, anything like that. But, you know, um, I got about seven minutes, but, you know, um, I, I, I just think that the, you know, public opinion can, you know, can be very detrimental if you don't if you don't play your cards right in, in cleaning it up, Reginald. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and 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 again, it's um, uh, you know to use the example that I used earlier about uh, you know some of these celebrities or actors, actresses. Um, you know, you find you know you see okay, whatever happened to Joe Blow? You know, he was in a movie ten years ago. You know, whatever. And they find him or her and say, well, I'm doing this. And, you know, they're not doing so good. It is because I wasn't getting parts. I wasn't getting parts. So, so, so they bought in to the public opinion of them. They are mm-hmm. now feel that, that they are what, what the public thinks of them. And that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a very dangerous position to be in. Because mm-hmm. then it, the public is very fickle. Just ask a lot of the one-hit wonders, you know, with, with songs and references. Had something on recently on one of the radio stations that I listened to that we get, you know, all the one-hit wonders. And you kind of mm-hmm. kind of smiled at myself and like, oh, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, I remember that one. What happened to him? What happened to her? Because, you know, the, the uh, public can love you one day, uh, and, and not love you the next day. Uh, your neighbor can like you one day and not like you the next day. Your coworker can like you one day. Your boss, on and on mm-hmm. and on. But, yeah. So that's why it's which, which, Yeah, which is bad. why, yeah, which, which, you know, not to interrupt you, but, you know, which is why it's so important, you know, uh, piggybacking on what you said that you instill this in your child. And if you didn't instill it in your children, the hope is, is that your children recognizes the deficiency or deficiencies in them and, and, and they build it up themselves because the, the you know, the court of public opinion can very well, you know, uh, 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 you know, knock you down. I mean, it's just like, um, uh, with, um, uh, Brad Pitt when he and, um, uh, his wife, you know, divorced and, um, she, she is, is said, um, I never heard her say it. But the the um, uh, media was saying that he um, he got into a scuffle with the the oldest child. He was reprimanding him, or because the the child didn't like what he was saying to Angelina, and um, he was uh, being protective of the mother. Who knows? They weren't on the airplane when all of this was allegedly supposed to happen. Okay, and um, so they were trying to take him down, but he did not allow that. You know, in the manner, just in the manner of how he, you know, um, was presenting himself, he went out for, you know, all for a little bit. But, um, you know, he, you know, he did not, he did not allow that to happen to him, you know, and, um, and I'm sure, you know, because he has money to, to help him along the way, um, as, as well, Reginald. So let's, let's be sure to throw that in. But, um, he, you know, he, 
he he bounced back from it. Britney Spears brought bounced back from it. Um, uh, Wesley Snipes. Um, they're always saying something about Oprah Winfrey. Um, you know, so you know she's also very strong. Her mind is super strong. So the you know the the media might as well forget about trying to <laughs> trying to get a hold of her, Reginald, because it's not going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, well, one of the people that, you know, just as you were saying, one of the uh, strongest people that bounced back was, was Muhammad Ali. Now, here's, so here's a man who's at the top of his game, and uh, he was stripped of his, uh, because of his uh, religious beliefs, uh, he was stripped of the heavyweight championship of, of the world. And, mm-hmm. you know, where, where he was near financial ruin, where actually before they fought, a couple of years, two or three years prior to that, Joe Frazier actually uh, financially helped Muhammad Ali. So mm-hmm. then here's a man who came back because he was mentally strong. He had to reinvent himself. And I'm sure it wasn't mm-hmm. easy when, you know, you're, you have the heavyweight championship stripped away from you because of your belief. Um, but he's the person who was able to, to bounce back and stop that. So. So that's oh yeah, uh, one of my my heroes as far as having a a strong opinion of themselves and and mm-hmm. saying that that I'm that that I'm the greatest. Uh, there's a lot of times when before fights he was he was nervous. Uh, he yeah. that, but you know that self talk is a wonderful thing. You can talk yourself into a lot of things, and you can talk yourself out of a lot of out things. of a lot of things. Okay, I'm going to have to end the conversation right now because guess what? We have totally run out of time. I thank you all so much for uh, listening to me. Um, I thank my guest, uh, the world's best um, best mental health therapist, Reginald C. Campbell, for being my guest and discussing this very important topic, the court of public opinion. Does it really matter? I pray that you've gotten something out of it. I pray that you guys have a happy Father's Day. I'll be back on June 29th. This is Teresa E. Keeves. Make it a great day. Be kind to one another. Take care.